you've got chipped, dented, cracked, or broken implants, then you need Implant Crafters at the mall. At Implant Crafters, we've got a silicone mill right in the store, so we can make you shiny new ones in about an hour. I broke off my implants playing bingo. Oh, 66. Bingo! <laughs> the next day, I went to Implant Crafters at the mall, I dropped off the broken pair, went to Radio Shack to get a hearing aid battery, and by the time I got back, my implants were ready. Implant Crafters at the mall. This week's special, buy to get one free. It's better than a runaway romp to Sunny Barbados. It's the John Miller program. I'm John Miller. And I'm Phil Perrier. And uh welcome to the John Miller program podcast. Uh we kinda <laughs> we were gonna start it. Well, Phil, we're gonna have to figure out how to fat- make your computer a little faster because you're driving me nuts on this end. I'm yeah, like, I know. Okay. This is uh, this is this is ancient technology, my That's friend. Super great technology. I've got a Tandy computer <laughs> from hey, Radio Shack. You, you I, should remember that, right? I had a Tandy. Yeah, I, I'll bet you. I, I had a Tandy desktop, five and a quarter floppies, and I think it had like eight megs of memory and like like maybe a six gig hard drive or something was this like before, that. Was this pre uh, internet? Yeah, this is pre-internet. Pre, well, it, it had a modem in it, and you used a thing called X Tree Gold. It did have a modem in it, but it didn't come with a modem. So, I what did you what did you use it for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's that, that was what that was my guess. You know, it's like you know, because I, there's no internet. What the hell do you do with a computer? Well, uh, you know, that's how I learned coding. Okay, so you were like writing code. Yeah, I was writing code, you know, learning DOS and writing codes on it. Wow. So you were a computer programmer. Well, I am. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of where, you know, if you've done what I've done on the internet, you kind of got to be a programmer. Because if you're going to say you got to fix it and do it this way, you should should be knowing how to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so people like on computers before the internet were all kind of programming to some extent. Yeah, we're you know we're building websites, doing doing hack programs, you know, um, you know, doing stupid shit back in the day. You know, right. we, you know, you get an email from me, and all of a sudden a a a, a dog pissing on a on a on a barrel would show up on your on your desktop. Yeah, you know? stuff like that. I got you. There was nothing really to hack back then, you know, but it's send shitty stuff to your friends, you know. Wow. Yeah, but anyway. It basically, it basically was a prank. Yeah, it basically. Well, some of them were. Others yeah. would send me all your information. Well, the dog's pissing on the, on the barrel. It's it's scraping for information. Right. You know, so now you kind of know what hacking's all about, huh? Sure. This, this was a good little, you know, lesson. Hey, we got an old friend of mine coming on here. And the and the next, uh, well, it's a, new, it's a new format here. We can't play music. Uh, you know, we're on RenegadeTalkRadio.com. Love the folks over there, but uh, we're not allowed to play music because they don't have an ass cap. Uh, so I tried to get in that. I never heard back, and you know, I, whatever. It's I'm 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 lucky to be having a place to do my shit. And no one bothers me about it. 
except for playing music. And so um, it took me a few weeks, but uh, I, I had to think about it if I wanted to go with that. And uh, here we are doing a, a podcast with just a guest. And the very first for this format will be old friend Cato Caitlin. Wow. Yeah. Of OJ uh, fame. OJ fame. Yep, that's right. I've known him for, well, I haven't actually met him face to face. But we've been doing these podcasts for about 20 years now. Okay. You know, I've known him for a long time. And uh, he's a good dude and always well, always willing to come on the GMP. And uh, so uh, I called him up the other day. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. So uh, uh, as you know, this it's pre-recorded. So he could have been on whenever, but uh, – He'll be on 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 uh, this podcast. Uh, you just gotta wait until Phil and I are done talking shit. So yes, what are you been up yes. to, Phil? Say what? What have you been up to? Well, I've been uh, watching a lot of football. Um, you know, my biggest okay. Every like once every season in in college football, sometimes in the pros, but usually college. Okay, a guy will. Either a running back in this, in the, the, the case I'm talking about, it was an interception, right? So a guy intercepts the ball. He's running for the end zone. He's almost there and he starts celebrating and he drops the ball before he gets into the end zone, right? So it's not a touchdown. Somebody's just slapping. Oh my God. I mean, I saw it the, last week. Did it, it really was, happened? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. It ha- in fact, like I said, it happens like at least once a year. Some guy, he's like too cool for school, right? You know, and he just kind of, you know, he just kind of casually drops the ball before he does his like celebratory humpty dance in the end zone. He's like a half a step before. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, it was like two yards shy. I mean, it was it was the worst. Ah. Yeah, and and I mean, so he's going crazy, and his, his teammates are jumping on him, and then the other team, which is the Utah Utes, pounces no. on him. Yeah, and so it wasn't a touchdown. They wound up winning the game anyway, but the guy, you know, he would have been like this amazing you know, hero of the game. Instead, he's like the biggest dipshit in the world for, you know, dropping an easy touchdown on purpose so he can do his celebrate. If if I was president of the United States, there would be mandatory prison time for that. (laughs) Your your scholarship is revoked. You're off the team. You're canceled in every way. Yeah. Sort of a year, you know, of hard – labor and then several years on probation That's i mean that is an inexcuse that is like the biggest mess up in in, in all of sports that, I, that i'm aware of that's awesome <laughs> fucking idiot that is awesome oh my god like i said it happens every year usually it's like yeah it's an inch shy of the goal line you know and, and the guy's trying to be mr cool but this was like two yards it's and a it was, good step Oh, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. A good solid stride outside the end zone. He just drops the ball and he's, you know, he's jumping around and, you know, he's doing various high fives. His football choreograph- oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, if, if there was, you know, if you could just have a giant dick come out of the sky and slap somebody. <laughs> That 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 would, maybe it's, instead of all that stuff about going to prison and having your scholarship take, just just get dick slapped by God, you know. <laughs> Pardon my French. Can you say "dick slapped" on the John Miller program? I think you can. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, let me let me ask the people. Uh, it looks yeah, like they're nodding. Yes. 
Good, good. And my cat, Luna, is the uh, is the <laughs> the officiator of this program, and she yeah, okay. My, my cat will be my 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 judge on this side, Gina. Yeah, well, mine's uh, in her crate. She loves her crate, and she's in there sleeping right now. So uh, nice. Yeah, she, I don't think she's gonna care. <laughs> Anyway, well, like what, like with Cato Kalin, uh, I did a little research, and this is true. Okay, the in 1990, I think 495, when the OJ trial was going on, and it was, I mean, it was wall to wall on, you know, CNN, all the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was the thing being talked. You know, Leno was doing jokes about it. You know, it's, oh, it's fuck like, yeah, it was. Okay, everybody was. Everybody was all the late night monologue. Seventy four, like if. When when people were polled, you know, like regular Americans, seventy four percent of people recognized Cato Kalin. They go, "Oh, that's Cato Kalin." He was like a god. Yeah, twenty five percent recognized Al Gore, who was the vice president. (laughs) (laughs) So Cato Kalin was three times more recognizable to the average than the vice president than the vice president of the United States. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's a fact. That's not some, you know, that's not some, you know, theory. I mean, I, I you know, him that. I probably doesn't even know that. He, oh, so, I mean, I'll bet Cato Kalen, I mean, he was oh, probably, you know, he was probably mobbed. I mean, people recognized him. Oh, yeah, he couldn't do anything. Yeah, oh, my God. I mean, I'm sure he he probably had ladies throwing them. So, you know, he's. No, I mean, it was a party. We, we, you know, I haven't really talked to him about that era. You know, uh-huh. I, being a friend and all, I, I I just don't pry into it, you know. Well, well let let me be the bad guy and pry because I mean and gently, and I'll we'll do it late in the interview. But I'll be like, you know, dude, you were, you know, he he might be the quintessential like pop culture celebrity. You know, oh, he's, he's, he's no doubt about it. Part of pop pop culture. He, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, you know, he's in this, pop culture. He, this thing happens that he has like is a complete accident. He goes from like a, an unknown actor to. Yeah, overnight. Yeah, not even overnight, just a few hours. Yeah, I mean, he goes from like, who is who is that to like, oh, that's Kato Kalen. Yeah, who's that? <laughs> People are talking about his hair. You know, he was like, you know, he was the man. He had the coolest hair back then. He, he probably oh, yeah. still does. I don't know, marriage. We'll, we'll find out if marriage makes you go bald. Because <laughs> he, he so, so he's up, married to a, to a hot, foxy young Yeah, fox. he, and he ended up marrying this girl. Um, I forget her name. I don't want to say Christy. Oh, I don't remember her name, but she was oh, a trop- she was a Tropicana model. Oh wow! And she was gorgeous. I think her name was Christy. I think I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But first, and, and he's like, ah, nah, I'm not gonna marry that. I'm like bullshit, dude. You're gonna marry that. <clears throat> and every time I had him on the phone, I was like, Have you married it yet? He's like, No, nah, no, nah, we don't. We're not getting married. Ten years later, guess what? He's married. He's married to her. So I'm gonna wrap wow. on that. <clears throat> Here goes my voice. But uh hey, speaking of it, now did, okay, I a few days ago I'm looking at um Yahoo, you know, the, the homepage, and it's got those that like trending, still around? Yeah, you know, it's got that trending topics where it's got like ten, you know, and yeah. Holy Shore was number three, and I'm thinking right? He's got to be dead because, you know, it's like if you're a fading celebrity and you're number three, it, usually dying is the only way. You know, it's like Donald Trump, Israel War, Holly Shore, <laughs> Taylor Swift. And I was like, man, 
No, Paulie Shore was on the Drew Barrymore show, and he got down on his knees and proposed marriage to. Drew I know, Barrymore. right? Isn't that nuts? She's smoking, dude. Well, that's what I was. It's like my what you know what is like Andy. No, why on earth? It's like on you know in in the in the like the big you know pecking order in the sky. I mean, she's a movie star. He's you know he's Paulie Shore. I mean, his nickname is the Weasel for God. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> and not and he hasn't had a hit since you know God like the eighties for God's sake. So maybe the early nineties, but you know, I mean, she could do so much. I think Herschel Walker would be a you know substantial <laughs> step up. The yeah, the like crazy how Hollywood. You know, but, Holly Shore, yes. Shore was trying to um, what was that uh, health guru, the old man, the health guy, uh, Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons, yeah, he looks just like him. That's true. They look like they could be like and you know. He's trying to uh, he's trying to uh, do a pot, do something with with that uh, that image. Um, and I saw it on TMZ about a month ago. Um, but yeah, he he did some he did like a promo reel. And sent it to him. Oh. Yeah, look, I bet you can find it. Uh, yeah. Holy well, Shore did a promo reel and sent it to Richard Simmons? Yeah, the, the reboot, um, some movie or do a, do something. I don't know. Yeah. Something to do with that, that image. And he wants to be that guy. Hmm. And he looks just like him, dude. Oh, like like Paulie Shore could star in like the Richard yeah, Simmons. Yeah, he, he could be yeah. the Richard Simmons in the documentary. I got you. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, dude. I don't like, okay, somebody big is doing Weird Al Yankovic and the Weird Al Yankovic. Can you look that up on your phone? I heard something about Weird Al too. I don't remember. What was it? Well, okay, there, okay, there's a documentary about Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, I watched it. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay, well, the star of that is like some big star, and I forget who it is, but it's, you know, oh, shoot, I'll look it up. Yeah. Who stars in Weird? Weird Al Yankovic. I was high when I watched that. I don't remember much. <laughs> well, I, what, 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 like you were you uh, having a, a weed type series? Uh, weird. I smoke weed all the time. Yeah, me too. For my my medical uh, condition. Well, just because I can. That's the only, <laughs> only reason I'm smoking. Did you hear about Snoop Dogg? Now, what about Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg put out a fucking publication saying no more smoke. No more smoke. Oh, he's going to do edibles? I guess. I, mean, I, I can't see him not, you know, I mean, we're, yeah, you know, right. it's like. That the earth would stop turning, wouldn't it? <laughs> We'd all fall off and Snoop stopped smoking. But it does. Oh, Daniel Radcliffe. It's Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy that plays Weird Al Yang. And that's an interesting choice, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind English of. English dude. He, he, he did all right though. Oh yeah, I'm sure he did. It was, it was, it, dude. It, it was good. Yeah, uh, and what a, what an amazing career and what a, an amazing life. Yeah, career. went from nothing, literally nothing, one day to the next day being the biggest star in America. Well, I'll bet you Doctor Demento was the was the launching. Oh, pad. Yeah. oh yeah, it was Doctor Demento. Yeah, that was the you know Dr. if you had a song parody. He was that he was Doctor Demento was his supporter from day one. Like who? Like who were you listening to when you were growing up on the radio? I was listening to hair metal. Who? You know, like uh, like sand and uh, like uh uh fuck. 
Now you're putting me on the spot. Like, well, I mean, I'll look at, I mean, like I was rat, looking at the Like Rat, Ted Nugent, uh-huh. Van Halen, stuff like that. Boston. Are you listening to any talk, any talk radio or? Hell no. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I listen. I can't. When I was a kid, I wasn't. How can you do that? I can't, I can't do more than smoke and listen to air metal. That's. Yeah. But that was, you know, rock and roll was my, was my, you know, it was sure, on me Speedwagon, Boston, Journey, Pink, Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd, Ted Nugent, Aerosmith, you know, oh, yeah. um, oh God, uh, they had one hit. What was the name of it? Um, God, it couldn't be, but, uh, yeah, no, ba- those are kind of, that's what I was into. Yeah. Everybody mostly was into. You know, oh, yeah. great. I can look outside. <clears throat> I'm doing this from my spacious studio apartment. Uh, right on. In the beautiful downtown of San Francisco, Tenderloin. You know, speaking of your, your, your marijuana, yeah, like but, nowadays, there it, it's like it's all seedless. It's all sense of music. Oh, yeah. When you and I were coming up, you know, you would spend the afternoon with with a record album sifting the seeds out of your bag of pot. You may, you may have, because I I grew up in Ukiah. So in other words, you've been you've been smoking since the whole yeah. Oh my god! I never bought a bag of seeds. Never. No. See, that's the calif. That's the difference between California and growing up in Atlanta. Oh, we send you our crap. Well, you know, it was like commer- it was usually called like commercial Mexican, right? Yeah. And it's like brown pie. It would get you high. I mean, you'd smoke, oh, yeah. bed, you know, you'd smoke three joints, and you know, you have a slight headache. But yeah, I mean, you'd you know, it was a lot of seeds and stems and all sorts of shit. Yeah, no, we trim we t- we trim our shit up for sale here in California. Yeah, I mean, you're you're from like the the uh, the Silicon Valley of marijuana, right? Humboldt. This shit. My first motorcycle was bought by a fucking. By marijuana. Wow. You know. Yeah, I'm that's st- the economy up there. I'm still smoking on on the, what what's left of my last endeavor. Um, which I had five of these big fucking um freezer uh ziplocs full. Uh-huh. About five pounds at least. Good. And that's legal? Well, I don't know if it's legal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You might not want to be talking about <laughs> buying. Well, it's gone now. There's only, there's only about half a uh, half pound left. So okay, they, so it's, yeah, it's 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 been it's been consumed. Yeah, I consumed it, but it took me two years. Five pound. Now, will that ever like spoil, or is it? Pretty- I I think it's gotten better over age. Wow. Because <laughs> I'm still smoking on it. Yeah. And it, it's so oily that when you put it in the grinder and you grind it up. It it clogs the the grinder. Oh my god! So it's you like gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta keep cleaning the grinder. So yeah, you, yeah, that, and that's two years later, and now wow. I'm down to the down down to the bag of just a little pinlet buds. Yeah, no, so almost yeah. done. That's like that's like buying marijuana at, at at Costco or or you know Sam's Club or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You get a pallet of, of, of doobies. You know, I'm always fucking going, God damn, well, I need to go get some pot because like you got fucking freezer bags full of it. And I kept it across the street in my storage facility. That's a good idea. Yeah. So whenever I needed some weed, I just go over there. Yeah. Yeah, let's store it in a cool, damp <clears throat> place, you know. 
Yeah. So um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, uh, we're gonna snip this here right here. Uh, okay. So uh, I'll edit this out. So as you can hear, my voice is going bad. This is fucking. It's fucked up. Um, I'm John Miller. I'm Phil Perrier. And up next will be Cato Caitlin. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. I could have had a high colonic from Britney Spears or be John Miller's announcer. So why am I here? have a new sponsor they just came on etard.com that's right remedial dating has never been easier etard i like long walks on the beach evenings at home and pudding i like blocks i like <laughs> he doesn't know what he likes he's stupid go to etard.com hey everybody i'm doing it i'm doing it look at me i'm doing it i have to ask my mom first we can have our first date at Mongoloid Barbecue. And this is the quality <laughs> dating you can get on etard.com. Let's Rocks. get married. I like trucks. I like to spill, spill pizza <laughs> on my face. That's right. Remedial dating has never been easier. Etard. Go on, Etard. Go on, Etard and do it. Rub it. Touch it. Go to etard.com. In theaters now, from the producers of The Adventures of Elmo in Grouchland, it's The Adventures of Elmo in Hookerland. Come here, cutie. Hey, come here. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I said, come here. Hey, you're really nice to me. Come here, daddy. Uh, I don't think you're supposed to touch me there. Oh, you look so good. The Adventures of Elmo in Hookerland. Three hookers for the first five rows. Oh. I'm not anatomically correct. I think you're wasting your time. <gasps> <laughs> hey, that tickles. <sighs> In my younger days, I made lots of mistakes. I hung out with the wrong people. Got into some bad habits. I neglected my relationships. The drinking was the worst. Hello, this is Dan Friedman with this week's installment of Interview with a Dead Guy. This week's guest, former President John F. Kennedy. Mr. President, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Uh, it's been one of the most perplexing questions in the past century, uh, so I'll get right to it. Who do you think was responsible for your assassination? Hmm, my opinion, O.J. Simpson. Yeah, he, he was in high school at the time, kept writing me letters. I never wrote him back. I think he got upset. In his last letter, he said, Mr. Kennedy, I'm going to kill you. And then someday I'm going to kill my ex-wife. It was very strange. Now, much has been made of your failed Bay of Pigs invasion, so I have ah. to ask, what happened there? Ah, Bay of Pigs. I'm tired of hearing it, but you know, the, the real Bay of Pigs, it was the Clinton Intern Corps. That was the Bay of Pigs. Even my brother Ted wouldn't have slept with that Lewinsky woman. Well, yeah, well, maybe maybe he would. I'm sorry. Okay, now, speaking of sleeping with women, is it uh, true that you slept with Marilyn Monroe? Well, I, I, I'm not, not one to kiss and tell, but, but yes, yes, it is true. Oh, Jack, I hate you. Jack, Jack Jackie, come, come back here. Come back. Oh, that, that's, my, that's my wife. She's, she's still upset. Oh, oh boy, that, that almost got me in the head. Again, she doesn't understand. A man's got to live. Next question. Don't you wish that sometimes people would focus a little more on your presidential record, like your work in the space program and civil rights, not just focus on all the women you slept with? No, 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 I'm quite proud of that. When, when was the last time you nailed Marilyn Monroe, huh? huh? She had a body that would make the Pope kick in a stained glass window. 
When was the last time you heard Anne Margaret barking like a dog? No, oh. I'm I'm quite proud of my record. Okay, I have to ask. This is uh, one I've been dying to ask. Right. Is it true that you stole the 1960 election from Richard no. Nixon? No, no, heavens no! I did not steal. I bought that election fair and square. Okay, so if then if you were president today, I have to know what what are some of the issues you would tackle today? Mm, I I would like to tackle uh, Britney Spears. I'd like to tackle that Beyonce. That's a fine looking colored woman. And then I like to tackle pink. Uh, what is the biggest challenge that you think our country faces today? Mm. The prospect of a terror organization getting their hands on a nuclear weapon. And girls who tease. Pisses me off. Put out or get out. That's what I say. Well, I'm Mr. the president. Well, Mr. President, uh, we're about out of time. Uh, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, I nailed Angie Dickinson. That's a final thought. Jane Mansfield. How about that? Judith okay. Exner. Okay, well, this has been Dan the girl Friedman from the with, uh, Davy Crockett this interview I'll with nail your wife, Friedman. Join us next week when we'll be interviewing Sonny Bono. We had someone earlier mention, mention blowjobs on the school bus. Wasn't that horrible? I got one on the short bus once. Oh, yeah, there's nothing like an epileptic blowjob. <laughs> it, it doesn't last a long time, but it rocks, baby. It rocks. And who the hell are they going to tell? This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. We're back. And welcome back to the John Miller Program. Winner of the 2003 and 2004 Golden Web Awards. And it's the longest running live webcast. Here he is, John Miller. I'm, I'm John Miller. I'm Phil Perrier. And uh, we got longtime friend and uh, guest Cato Caitlin is on the phone. Good morning. Yeah, there's no, hey, John, there's no T. People get that wrong, even in my mail. They say Caitlin. It's Caitlin. Yeah, yeah, Come on. Different, 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 they got a new thing called Google. Yeah, well. Uh, Caitlin. You got to give me a break. I've had a couple of strokes. Oh, God. That's not nice. To, uh, how you doing now? I, I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, truly, I, was, I don't want to make it about me, but anybody that listens to the program, you know, about, it was, I'm coming up on my 10th year anniversary of... Uh, wow. I always think about going to the hospital. If O.J. Simpson ever went to the hospital, what he would say in the admitting room. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. You know, uh, Cato, I, um, this is Phil. I did some, Hi, Phil. Did some research and, um, you know, pre- preparing for this. And it said that at the height of the trial, and I guess that was ninety-five. Yeah. When when people were surveyed, seventy-four percent of Americans knew who you were. You know, if they saw your picture, they go, "Oh, that's that's Cato Kalin. And twenty-five percent recognized Al Gore, who was the vice president. Yeah, I. So yeah. you were like one of the most recognizable faces in America. I call that a more of a convenient truth for me, an inconvenient. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, so. I know, I, I, right? you know what? I'll tell you, Phil, I, to, I, I totally remember all that uh, because they were coming out with these crazy statistics. And still to this day, which is uh, really hilarious that during my uh, testimony that the uh, com- the most pizzas were sold in the history of pizzas, including Super Bowls. <laughs> wow. And that was uh, just blew me away. That's flattering, uh, isn't it? I mean, hey, you so, know, but you thought, yeah, it's, uh, you know, pizza. What's so I but I uh, the thing is, uh, you know I got in entertainment from I, I'm from Wisconsin. My whole goal, you guys, was to get in the 
uh, is to do entertainment, to do uh, acting and to do everything. So my, my life goal hasn't changed now almost 30 years. So I'm still doing that auditions. I, I do, uh, you know, I do a podcast myself called one degree of scandalous. It's a, it's a huge hit and uh, you know, life, life is pretty good. And, um, right. and I'm happy. That's the bottom line being happy. Well, and you took, you took like, you know, a, a nightmare scenario. I mean, you know, like, you know, your friend getting murdered and you were actually able to, to squeeze a lot of good, you know, you, you took a, a negative and made it into a positive by, you know. Yeah. And I, I I've done quite a few, uh, the, there's a 30 year anniversary coming up. And I've said that in all the interviews, the whole trial was really about two young people that lost their lives Two beautiful young people. No yeah. one ever focused on that. And that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, the, that's the truth. It's, it's really sad. And, uh, and uh, I got to speak my, my mind on these uh, documentaries that'll be coming up on Netflix and everything. But, um, you know, I, I always said to my, my parents passed away, but I always have said that I never not saw my parents being happy. And I come from a you know, family of six. So I always, always wanted to, I always see the light in things just to, yeah. to chase the light sort of thing. I, I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel, not tunnel at the end of the light. So uh, that's where I've always been. But John, I heard the uh, Googling you, you got, you had two strokes and you sound great. I never would have guessed you, you're doing okay. Yeah, I'm doing fine, dude. Uh, uh, my, uh, the thing was with my doctor, uh, he, he wanted to keep me, in, you know, in recovery much longer than I wanted to stay there. Mm -hmm. and, and I always said to him, I was like, people, people die here. I'm not going to die. And, uh, literally, uh, two and almost three days, I was, I was about four hours shy of three days. I was released out of the hospital and went home. Um, well. And I was like, I, that was my model. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die in the hospital. And That's great. for about six, about six weeks, I could barely walk or talk. I was like, you know, kind of, yeah. uh, but, uh, it came back and, uh, you know, it's been, it, it is what it is. You know, I got, yeah. I got, is that, is that, when you say, when you say, oh, I'm I got, sorry, I, I got a metal heart valve now and it clacks like a 57 Chevy. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm doing, you know, I'm, I, I lost about 20% of shit I didn't need. God, that's, that's great. So real quick question. Last one I'll ask about this is you said that everything came back to you after uh, what, six months. Is it because of therapy or it just came back naturally? No, it was about it was six, eight to six, six to eight weeks. Oh, weeks. Okay. You know, I, I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. I couldn't, you know, it was weird. Um, but, but you did therapy made you walk again or just no, the walk? I, I didn't do, I didn't go to any, they didn't book anything for me. I, you know, basically on I did it on my own. Yeah. It was like, I own a radio station. I got to continue on. And, uh, as soon as I could get down to the radio station, I was there and literally I got out on, on Thursday and had a station meeting on Saturday. I didn't wow. say shit. I was like, yeah. But, wow! Uh, I was gonna say that's 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 not a good radio. I always I always thought something was up with you because I saw the uh, radio station's call letters were KCPR. I'm kidding. It's make all the jokes you want, but yeah, I know you got a sense of humor. You got to laugh at life. And yeah, yeah, if you don't, you know, I would. I you know what happened? I had three grand mal strokes. Uh, ones that you know uh, that take people out. I had three yeah. of them, uh, I, and uh, you know I should have died on the first one. And the odds of dying on the second one 
increased by like 75% each one. I had three of them. Oh, and, uh, uh Bro, you're to have another one. You're yeah. blessed, man. You're blessed. We need you, baby. We need you. Something's yeah, somebody, up. somebody likes you. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, glad I'm doing your show. So that's hey, good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you keep coming back, dude. I, you're one of my favorite guests. You've been coming on since we, you, we first had you when I was on KWSS out in Arizona. Yeah. Right? Yep. Where, where are you guys right now? Uh, Phil, are you uh, guys in the same spot? I, 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 uh, I am in Atlanta, and John is in uh, San Francisco. Yep. Wow. Now, I got a question about your um, your podcast. Well, like, yeah. what, what do you talk about on your podcast? Well, I, my podcast is called One Degree of Scandalous, and anybody listening to the show, please subscribe. It's on YouTube and obviously Spotify, Apple, all those things. But uh, my co-host name is Tom Zenner. Tom's a uh, journalist from uh, NBC and also Fox and uh, he kind of keeps me in order, and we have uh, the scandals that are happening, um, just uh, current, past tense. But the the last show we just did uh, uh, two days ago, we had um, uh, uh, you guys obviously know Sam Bankman Freed. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we had the uh, we had uh, uh, well, Grayson Carter from Vanity Fair open up a new uh, um, publication called Airmail. We had their uh, writer who was in the trial the every day. It was fascinating because I know nothing about crypto, Bitcoin. I don't know anything about that, but he made it so easy to listen to. And it was fascinating uh, to see. I don't know if you guys saw any of the trial, but they, the sketch artist, yeah. I, the, Sam yeah. Bankman fried must have tipped her or something. Because he, <laughs> like he looks like he's in GQ and the Carol and Allison, <laughs> they made her look like E.T. I'm not joking. It was like. That is nuts because oh he's God. a pretty goofy looking with that hair. He's a pretty goofy looking dude. Yeah, and then they, if you see the, the shots of the sketch artist, it's hysterical. It's like the guy definitely tipped her big some crypto. <laughs> so, but we had thing on, on 60 Minutes about him. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, we did our research. But uh, fascinating. We've had uh, uh, the week before that, we had Jason Alexander, not from Seinfeld, but Jason Alexander, the um, oh, Britney Brit- Spears ex. Britney Spears' first husband. So we stay with scandals. It's, uh, it, it's in- incredible. Matter of fact, one of our shows, with Benita Alexandra was it's a huge Netflix special now where she was conned into a, um, uh, a successful surgeon who invented this tracheal pipe, but it ended up, uh, I guess people dying from it. And her story is absolutely fascinating. Anybody want to go backtrack our shows? Uh, like I said, it's all these really, really great people. Uh, and so interesting. It's like the hour goes by in like 10 seconds. Awesome. <laughs> I- I'm glad to hear it. Um, but uh, I I did now. How long have you been married now? What three years? Four years? No, I well I've been talking to you forever. I uh, you can go on my Instagram page at Kato underscore Kale and you see who who it is. It's uh, it's wonderful woman I met while I was uh, I was hosting these shows called Wizard World Comic Con for four years. I traveled the yeah. country as the MC. The most fun with all the actors from Marvel movies, DC comics. And we were starting to go into different countries. And uh, one of the gentlemen that was a, uh, a financier lived in uh, uh, China and said, oh, this girl's coming out to America. And uh, he said, you got to give her a call. So I did. We we just hit it off. She's got a great sense of humor and uh, start dating back got in 2018 and um, got married. Guy was telling you, I got married at David Zucker's house. And the connection is David, who did Airplane. His new book is out now called... Uh, Surely you can't be serious. The making of airplane. Uh-huh. I just, I just read it. It's great. So David, yeah, we have a, a Wisconsin connection. 
all the people in show business at Wisconsin, they're very, very close. So David gave his home uh, to us in um, uh, Brentwood of all places. And part of my wedding speech was I thanked David for lending his house and thanked him even more for not inviting Nordberg. <laughs> that's, who, that's who OJ played in Naked Gun. That's right. That's right. So anyway, like how long? How long did you know OJ? Uh boy. Well, I lived at Nicole's for six and a half months, and OJ six and a half months. Yeah, so he, I, he really came to you and, and said, "Come and stay at my place." We you know all these documentaries I just did. I, I'll tell part of the story, but I want people to, to watch and hear the whole yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, well, friends, with, I was friends, with, friends with Nicole first. Uh, then she moved uh, from Gretna Green. She moved into a new home in uh, Bundy, and she wanted me to move there, but it was inside the house, which I wasn't comfortable with. Not not because of any reason. We were never romantic. I just knew from my parents growing up, um, I uh, didn't want to live in the same home of, yeah. um, of her, but I lived at a guest house at Gretna Green, which is great. And I, I loved her kids. And then OJ lived at Rocky and M. And while I was uh, looking for a place, he said, move in here. And um, a- anyways, I, I think OJ saw and Nicole saw that the kids, uh, I think when they, the kids uh, like, when they trust someone with their kids, that's a, a big point. And, yeah. um, but I owe it all to being, <laughs> being raised by my, my wonderful parents. But basically the kids were falling in love with you and, you know. Yeah, I mean they named the dog Cato too. So wow, <laughs> I always thought that when I, when something was like Cato, quit drinking out of the toilet bowl. I kept thinking it was me. <laughs> but I mean, like was it was OJ like okay? I mean, because like, you know you're at that time a good looking young actor living with his ex wife. Do you think there was some jealousy maybe on his part? Uh, no, but I found out later in life that he did have a, a private investigator check me out to find out who I was, wow. and I, I passed all that. But I found that out years after the trial, wow. and. Uh, so when's the last time, if you don't mind me asking, when's the last time you spoke to OJ? No, it was at depositions in the 90s. That's it. No kid. So there's been no communication you know, at all? No communication. Anybody, I always said that uh, I sort of live by that rule, Phil, of paid forward. And I don't want to go in the past. I can, I'm can. i only responsible now. I can make my present and my future. I kind of own that now. And there's nothing yeah. I can do about the past. I'm just surprised <laughs> that some, like, filmmaker or or reality show person hasn't wanted to, like, get the two of you in a room together and have a re, you know, reuniting, you know, like an Amy Fisher and the Buttafuoco, you know, that whole. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would, but I'll tell you what I just did do. And I sold the show and it's called wrong place, wrong time. And we're actively trying to sell it now. And uh, I'm with a company called Jupiter entertainment. Uh, you can Google them. They have the most hours of all TV shows of true crime. They are the number one, I mean, they have uh, snapped on oxygen. The uh, detective uh, Kengna, I think his name is John Walsh. So we wrote, we uh, flew me to New York, shot a pilot. It's amazing. And we're actively right now uh, pitching to networks. It's, and I I know I'm in the show, but I'm not, when I say this from my heart, it is, it is the most different true crime type of show with me as host. And uh, I, I'm hoping it gets on. I play very humble and, um, I've been in these situations before, and it's it's terrific show. And I hope I can break the news to you guys that when it gets on and, and bought to by a network, I'll let yeah, you man, know. Let, that sounds like a great and concept. You, you sent me a video May twenty first. You got something going on? Oh yeah, that was what I, I do a show that I, I produced with a, a gentleman named Charlie Namo from the NHL National Hockey League. Uh, he's this genius guy that uh, came up with this idea that people go to hockey games for fights, not hockey. So we yeah. started. We started Ice Wars. We've had three shows, all sellouts, and it's been on um, uh, with uh, live 
Live Nation, and uh, it's hockey fights on ice, three rounds. It is. <laughs> it is in. I'm the. I do Cato's Corner. I'm the man in the crowd, the stands. When I tell you people go crazy for this, they are real fights. Uh, it's a round robin, and the winner gets fifty grand. And it's ex hockey players and hockey players that are, uh, you know, ex NHL uh, and up and coming. Yes. They go balls out on the ice, and it's an art form to fight with skates on. Oh, it's good. And, oh yeah, the way they hold we, on to each other. Oh yeah, we just we just did one in August. Uh, it was our last one in uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, and it was sold out. <laughs> so much fun. You guys can go to I once again my Instagram or go to Ice's War on Instagram. You'll now, see what I'm talking about. I sent you a little clip too, but it's amazing. Awesome. Hey, so um we're we're you have an Instagram, uh, uh, X, it used to be Twitter. You have all that. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got everything is Kalen. Yeah, everything's Kato underscore Kalen, K-A-E-L-I-N. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I do these little bits because I travel a lot, and I always do these things called airport races. And now I'm in, I'm in talks with, uh, I won't mention who, but obviously an airline or something where I, I get people when they get off flights, and I just make it look like a horse race. <laughs> and, I, and I do these things of, uh, you know, and there he is with the grand Mocha start. But yeah, you got to keep the shit going. You know, <laughs> I do. I'm look at you guys. I'm the hardest working man in show business trying to get a paycheck. That's there it. You go. Me too. <laughs> hey, yeah. love you, man. We're going to let you go and let you get back to your Saturday. I was, I was telling John, I think you are the ultimate pop culture celebrity. You know, you've taken something. And you've, you know, 30 years on, you're still, you know, you're still in the public eye. I can't think of anybody else that's done that. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. The late Larry King was a, a friend of mine. I did a show numerous times and he always says to me, he goes, Cato, you know, you're the first reality star ever. And I go, well, you know, I, I guess Pretty so, Larry, much. but so I, uh, yeah, you know what, you guys, I, I really believe in just paying it forward. I'm, I, I know life is short and John, you know, better than anybody. And once you had those strokes, I'm sure you said you're going to live your life complete. And yeah. uh, I, I've always said that. And man, alive, I, I just appreciate every moment. That's yeah. great. Hey, well, it's great to hear from you, man. And uh, we'll have to keep in touch. We, it's been a couple of years since we touched base, but yeah, I didn't know. about your, all that I, shit. I, 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 You know what, man, you're, you're my hero. Now hearing that story, I think it's great, man. So keep it, John, keep, you got some power got now. Number. You got power now to tell people you can make uh you can change a lot of lives, baby. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Kato. You got it. Hey, you guys, I really appreciate your time. Hey, thank you, Kato. We appreciate yours. Hey, it's thank your you Saturday. Know. Thanks for, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to hook up with you for a while, but. Uh, you got know. it. Do you know how I end every show, don't you? Uh, First one to hang up's the greatest. All right. Take care. Uh, that was. That was Cato Kateman. I'm John Miller. That's Phil Phil Perrier. Perrier. You out there, Phil? I'm out there. Phil Perrier here. That was a great, great interview. Thank you, Cato. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You know, uh, number excluded here. This is uh, Norm. Hey there. uh, You can listen on the web if you're not cool (laughs) enough to uh, own a radio. And uh, tune in to John. And uh, shut up, Doc. That's all I got to say. Because, uh, uh, you know, I got to go uh, see girls at a strip club. It's carpet lick night. And 
Lesbian Pelly Dragway. You've never seen anything like it. Women side by side, flicking their tongues at over 300 miles an hour. See drastic plastic. In action! If you attend only one homosexual affair this year, make this the one. Friday night, August 13, there'll be thunder in the valley at Lesbian Valley! Gosh, Mick, thanks for inviting me to your orgy. A heel, a heel, a heel, a Ha ha! No problem, Goofy! You've got a huge guy! It wouldn't be a party without you! A master, you big ear glute! Howdy, Sam! Take off that pirate hat and I'll <laughs> Oh, Sam, you are despicable! Now come over here and look at my <laughs> like you did when we first met! Woohoo! <laughs> I got an idea, everybody! I'm gonna smear my whole body with whipped cream and you can all pretend I'm a goofy Sunday <laughs> and eat me! Say, that's a super idea there, Goofy! And I've got the banana in case anyone wants a. <laughs> Hey, you glutes! Oh, Sam! We need something new and exciting! Ha <laughs> ha! Gee, I wonder who that could be! Hi, Mickey! It's me! Hey, look, everybody! It's Barney! Well, hello, Barney! How are things? You're just in time for the big orgy, Barney! Super D-duper! I love a good orgy! Oh, you, you, me! This will be a great orgy. Me first, me first. <laughs> Let's all the dinosaur. If you kiss the stripper, never see her again, never think about her again, that isn't cheating. Yeah, nothing against strippers. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.